हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर द प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन द डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेयर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो To make a business success, one requires an innovative business strategy backed by scalable technology. But how can we use them precisely to achieve success? With technology driving transformation, the long-term sustainable value will only be created by unifying business and technology strategies to co-create exponential value for companies. The collaboration of these two domains can give you a solution that is financially feasible, practical to implement, and adds compelling value to the customer. The question that now arises here is how can this amalgamation enhance customer experience? And that is why in this episode we interact with Tarun Rawat, Executive Chief Director and Head of Design for Experience Consulting at PwC India. with over two decades of experience of creative practice in the field of design art and technology and the strategic domains of design thinking innovation and brand strategy tarun brings to the table a unique mix of all the above so let's get into conversation with him on bxt business experience and technology and earn turn another stone in our journey of designering hello tarun welcome to avantika designering series it's an honor uh, for us to host you on our show good morning rohit pleasure for me to be here looking forward to our conversation super so tarun uh, let's start with the ice breaker in the given environment and situation of working from home how do you ensure that your creative genes are at play and 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 can come up with ideas to address uh, different customer problems absolutely rohit i think uh, that's a very very uh, pertinent question and i think um, you know the way i'd like to answer it is that you know it's not just me with uh, you know a design background uh, that this sort of situation has uh, uh, you know proven so many challenges around and therefore your mind kind of leaps to various kinds of solutions but i think everyone uh you know the entire world uh, is really faced with something nobody ever expected uh so i think people are trying to innovate people are trying to look at new ways to do things and for me personally uh, rohit i think what's really interesting is uh to see the massive shift that has happened towards everything digital uh you know people uh in february who would never imagine doing the kind of things they're doing today and none of us saw this coming i think for me that is uh, such a huge uh, learning as as a as a design leader to be able to you know look into the future and to learn from such an uh, such an event this world event and to see how can we you know be far more uh, you know focused towards a total design that is environmental friendly that is uh, human centered and that really preempts uh situations like this crisis that we've got into i i think for me uh to answer your question rohit every day i'm really thinking about you know how can design make a difference given where we are today it can be in the area of healthcare it can be in the area of retail uh you know new ways of designing for better hygiene better safety uh how do you leverage digital i think all these questions are there in my mind and i think in the mind of you know every uh, sort of innovator every designer you know every business uh, sort of leader that there is so so that's what is currently occupying my thoughts rohit so in fact tarun with nearly two decades of uh, creative practice in the field of design art and technology and uh, also strategic domains uh, of design thinking innovation and brand strategy can you tell us about your journey uh, well that's a bit of a a question that uh, you know unpacks 
a long uh, discussion probably but uh, you know just to keep it uh, sort of uh, you know short I, you know what i'll say uh, rohit yeah it's been a long journey and uh, to be honest i don't really feel it you know um, but it has been a long journey 19 plus years uh, hitting on 20 now um, so you know my journey re- really began uh, rohit uh, when i was in school actually and and you know here's where it's very important if you look at the the aspect of uh, you know quantum mechanics where they talk about the you know unpredictability of uh, of particles you know at at the at the at the smallest level you know in, in when i was studying and i was in boarding school um in class uh, 11 i think it was uh, there were a couple of folks who came in uh, to present uh, an institute and some of the work that they were doing to our uh, you know to the students in in my boarding school and i was studying in a boarding school in uh, you know uh, in kasoli uh, so we were quite insulated and so this institute was a national institute of design and none of us have obviously had not heard of it uh, this is i'm talking about in uh, you know 1990 uh in fact 1990 yes so um they they came and they talked about a lot of disciplines that uh that this um you know organized this uh, sort of institute was uh, was offering students and one of the uh, things that they did was play this animation film um and um it was it it showcased animation uh from all over the world and, and not not your Walt Disney kind of animation but animation that was really um you know uh, looking at merging sounds and visuals in a very interesting way and i was absolutely amazed because i had never seen anything like this and and that uh, actually got me onto thinking about the nid and uh, and then i did uh, try for the nid the first year i did not get in because i i really was not well prepared i guess but uh, but then finally i did get into the nid and that's where my journey as a designer began rohit and um, i would say the reason i'm giving it uh, you know uh, talking a lot about nids because the foundational aspect of uh, the way i i think as a designer today was set there because this institute was as uh, you know uh, some people may be aware was started by uh, you know some really iconic designers uh, uh, in india as well as there was participation from a from a from the best of the design community abroad uh, internationally you had charles and reims who came in to you know set the foundational thinking for the nid uh you had uh designers from uh, from switzerland uh that also shared their thinking adrian frutiger who's a, a famous typographer uh he had a key role to play in the in the shaping of the institute and the courses as well as uh andre cartier bresson the famous photographer so there was so much sort of thinking that you know i gained from the nid and i started uh, communication design there but you know while i studied there uh, rohit one thing that really inspired me was to while i started communication design or graphic design as people would call it today i i really was interested in looking at the 2d aspect of design i'm sorry the 3d aspect moving beyond the 2d and uh, that took me and i'll talk a little bit about this later but that took me to a new journey that really opened up uh, new ways of looking at things for me which was really the world of interaction design and when i got onto the interaction design journey i was very lucky to have interacted with some of the leading thought makers in the world like uh, mr john mader from the mit um, you know uh, bill mogridge who was one of the founders of ido um etoris sotsas a famous uh, industrial designer from italy uh, hiroshi ishi again from the mit and so i got exposed to these you know iconic individuals at really at uh, you know the they were they were pioneers in their in their thinking around interaction design and also i got exposed to design thinking uh, very early because of my exposure to um, you know one of the uh, partners at ido and uh, that led me to this journey around uh, you know bringing uh, you know uh, interaction design into uh into the the design disciplines of communication design industrial design and then that journey continued rohit from there uh, i i had a, a design studio um then ido came to india and and i you know i sort of collaborated with ido i was part of ido and then one thing led to another uh, rohit so i think the journey of you know moving from uh being inspired by uh you know um 
the the design uh, thinking and the design thought of uh, of 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 some of the leaders in the world to really practicing uh, a, a design discipline that was absolutely new and born while i was studying it which was interaction design and to make it relevant to the world today which uh, which is you know as i said a couple of minutes earlier uh, which is being led by everything digital so for me that journey rohit uh, really encompassed moving from creativity to moving to uh, you know design strategy uh, then looking at the relevance of design to business and then design business and innovation uh, you know so so all of that that entire spectrum i have been very lucky to have uh, had this kind of a journey and i think it's a function of the time uh, that i was uh, you know growing up as a designer and also some of the, you know the amazing individuals and uh, institutions i've had the good fortune of uh, you know working with and working at so uh, so that's uh, in a nutshell rohit my journey tarun you started uh, you know by studying graphic design at nit completed your uh, interaction design course what made you change the gears uh, what made you change from graphic design to to uh, interaction design it's a very good question rohit um, and just as i said a couple of minutes back uh, you know even when i was studying graphic design which is essentially seen as a 2d medium i was very keen on looking at uh, a 3d aspect around graphic design that can we really look at visual design in in a 3d way and not just flat and i was really inspired by in fact at that time there was a lot of animation films that uh, that were using stop motion uh, one of those was uh, in fact even in india if you remember channel v i don't know if you do remember channel v the music channel um, they they used to use uh, these sort of stop ma- stop motion puppets uh, for the animation uh, sort of animation short films that they had and um, you know uh, this very uh, famous uh, uh, you know bill plimpton uh, would also use animation uh, you know mixing different mediums and so what this uh, style uh, and, and and actually one one of the mainstream examples is wallace and gromit which i think a lot of people would know about uh, you know this sort of stop motion using 3d clay kind of models to to tell an animated story so it really inspired me to think about as i said the visual beyond uh, 2d how do you create the 3d sense around uh, you know um, around the graphic design and my journey really began uh, you know i t- so to do that rohit i actually picked up uh, one of my what i really loved uh, you know and i still do uh, some of jim corbett's amazing stories around the man eaters of kumau uh you know being from kumau myself that's that's very special so i be- i thought of illustrating one of these stories not uh not in a in a in a conventional illustration style but by but by building sets and uh, building all the elements uh within the story that you know jim corbett the hunter the hills and then to shoot it uh photographically and to create this sort of kind of 3d illustration so that got me interested in working with different materials as a graphic designer and then uh you know as as luck would have it and uh, you know chance which is also i believe a very very important part of one's journey you know i had finished my uh, my sort of uh, uh, studies at nid and i was you know about to head out to delhi um, to go back home and then look for a for a thesis project and i happened to miss my train and i was sitting uh, back back in the institute and i was sitting with a, you know uh, uh, one of my uh, professors and uh, this phone call came in while i was sitting there um and as it transpired it was a phone call from uh, somebody who was trying to reach out to my professor for recommendations around um uh, you know they want this gentleman wanted a, a a visual designer to work with him on a project and this gentleman had come from uh, at that time i didn't know the institute but later i it formed a core part of my journey uh, he had come in from the us uh, from xerox park now xerox park is uh the Palo Alto Research Center of of Xerox and some of the most amazing innovations came out of this uh you know uh, lab in Palo Alto and he wanted to work on a project to and this is I'm talking about 2000 he wanted to work on a project leveraging technology amongst a group of people who who probably have no idea about the technological aspects of what he wanted to do but he really wanted to understand how to humanize technology leveraging design 
and uh, so this phone call came in because i missed my train and i happened to meet this gentleman and i happened to work on this project and that really opened up uh, the world of interaction design for me and uh, my journey of interaction design began with this project and i'll talk a little bit about it later on uh, rohit but uh, i think that's how my journey began a game of chance and also not just chance also uh, uh, you know i believe you need to be very uh, inspired around what you want to do you need to lead lead with your passion and uh, you know i really was very keen on looking at uh, visual design uh, beyond the 2d so i think uh, this is how my journey began uh, you know in the interaction design world so so that's that's uh, a little bit of an anecdote there rohit hey did you know the price waterhouse coopers name was formed by the combination of the names of price waterhouse and coopers and librarian following their merger in 1998 on 20th september 2010 price waterhouse cooper rebranded as pwc Although the legal name of the firm remained Price Waterhouse Coopers. Oh, that's fascinating. So, uh, Tarun, you worked in so many different sectors: technology companies, design studios, a pharmaceutical company, now a financial organization. Uh, this unlike many others who create a career in the same domain and rise uh, the ladder in it how have you been able to change your thoughts and design processes across these different industry domain yeah uh, no very good question rohit i i think it's a function of um, you know i i believe the two things uh, that are important in one's journey uh, the first is what do you want to be doing uh, you know what inspires you Uh, that is one part of it and the second equally important part is you know therefore what are the opportunities that can allow you to do that right so i think i have been very fortunate to you know as i said uh, a little bit earlier rohit uh, you know as a graphic designer as a young graphic designer to have moved into a domain which was completely new uh, there was not much precedent of it at all in fact it it merged as i was uh, studying it was the you know domain of interaction design now that requires uh, you know uh, a deep interest to pursue uh, you know this new sort of area of design and that i was very very driven to do so that degree of uh, you know you need to be bold to go after you know something new and i think that comes from something deep inside that is one but uh, the second part is i was very fortunate to uh, then have the ability to bring it uh, to life number one um, you know as a as a design entrepreneur because i had my own practice and then to be very fortunate to uh, you know bring it to life in uh, as part of a team when i was part of uh, ido in bombay um, and we worked with uh, you know ido teams across the world um, to really bring the aspect of design cutting across uh, different uh, industries different sectors but really largely focusing on the core aspect of design thinking and delivering design excellence across a variety of design disciplines and so that journey then led me to uh, you know one of my clients one of my very big clients while at ido was uh, the pharmaceutical company that i worked at um, the the leader was extremely is an extremely inspiring gentleman and he really wanted to build this capability internally so along with a colleague um one again took the bold decision to bring alive this kind of design thinking and up my past experience at ido that kind of a mindset uh within a pharma company which again rohit uh most people might not uh do it requires a certain amount of belief uh in what you are doing and for my colleague and myself we were very very driven by uh, you know bringing the aspect of uh, design to transforming people's lives by delivering better health and that cut across various design disciplines right product design service design uh, visual design uh, so and of course it requires a lot of uh, getting up to speed very quickly with a domain as regulated 
and as uh, sort of uh, deeply uh, driven by compliance as pharma. But I think ultimately the vision was to bring was to transform the lives of people with design, and that's that's what drove me to uh, you know help uh, set up and establish this capability at a pharma company. Now, having done that, this was uh, this this sort of um, uh, initiative, this effort was noticed by you know the financial institute you're talking about, who also wanted to set up something similar, and they began speaking with me, and uh, and I said, okay, uh, now a new journey begins uh, in a new domain. And that's when I joined, uh, you know, PwC to sort of uh, bring this kind of thinking to to PwC, which is such a large organization, finance organization. And how do you bring this agile way of thinking and delivering, uh, you know, design-led experiences uh, in a, in an organization that you know is probably um, not done this as a core part of uh, their practice, you know, looking at. Uh, the history of the organization. So it was really a new journey that that called out to me, and and I chose to sort of take up a new challenge. So that's how I moved from one thing to another, Rohit. But I I would like to sum that up in by saying that you know it's very very important, uh, at least uh, for me the way I've looked at it. Number one, to be driven by what is it you want to be doing. Number two, you know how how prepared are you for it? If not, then you need to sort of uh, uh, you know, build that sort of muscle. Uh, how much do you know? How much are you willing to stretch yourself? And then how 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 many uh, sort of uh, new things are you willing to absorb as you as you take on a new challenge? So I think it's uh, this is what's really led me from one thing to another, Rohit, from from a pure design discipline to moving to you know a design and strategy kind of role, and then design and business, and uh, and today uh, you know. Uh, trying to build this capability in a very very large uh, global uh, you know finance organization so so i think that's my journey as a designer and i think rohit in today's day and age and i've said this to many people uh, you know designers need to be very deep with their craft but they also uh, i believe need to uh, you know have a lot of uh, knowledge on the business front so designers need to think like uh, business people just like business folks have begun to understand principles around design thinking so i think that's where the world is headed and i've been very lucky to be uh, you know in in the center of 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 this change as it has been happening rohit so so that's a little bit about uh, you know my response to your question well wow, so that's exciting uh, perspective to uh, you know how you've changed the gears within multiple domains and while you were uh, speaking about uh, pwc for me it's always been a financial institution but today at pwc's uh, experience practice you are blending business experience and technology to create solutions for your customers the question that i have is what is it that you and your team uh, at pwc do for its uh, customers right so so rohit on uh, so uh, you know i joined pwc about a little more than a year ago um, and they what pwc has been doing globally over the past uh, you know 5 to 6 years is they have established a practice called experience consulting and uh, what their new model around uh, you know going to market uh, is built around is really this uh, model around what pwc calls bxt so what that essentially is that whatever solutions whatever uh, sort of um, you know um, proposals that we that we bring to our clients they're driven uh, as much as possible by this bxt model and philosophy now what is bxt bxt is essentially a, uh, an integration a coming together of uh, business experience and technology so when you say business it's the whole world of business strategy viability uh, and all those considerations right uh, then when you look at technology then it's all the technology sort of um, implementation projects uh, you know technology platform related uh, you know uh, services that uh, you know pwc brings to their clients and then while business strategy and technology 
uh, sort of solutions was always what PwC uh, brought to clients. I think the big differentiator that, uh, you know, uh, PwC, you know, identified was really focusing on customer experience in a very, very deep way. And this uh, focus on customer experience is led by a design thinking, uh, you know, way of uh, bringing to the table human-centered solutions. So they built this model called BXT, uh, as I said, you know, about six years ago. And, uh, and then they built around this thinking what they called experience centers and set these up or you know in various places all across the world which are essentially led by as i said this design thinking sort of way of uh, you know creating integrated teams uh, and and tackling uh, solutions with a very human centered kind of approach now when they were setting up this team in uh, in bombay uh, they reached out to me and, uh, you know, I was very keen to sort of uh, bring alive this kind of thinking uh, for PwC within PwC. And as I said, being a huge organization as it is and, uh, you know, trying to bring alive something new like this within such an, uh, you know, such a um, such an organization has been an extremely exciting challenge. So that's the way I looked at it. And that's uh, that's my role at you know in in bringing this alive uh you know at pwc Rohit. so it's uh it's really bringing alive the aspects of uh, design thinking which i've been doing you know as as i talked earlier uh which i've been very fortunate to do in various ways through my uh professional journey but to bring it alive in a financial institute uh institution where an organization where you know um, we can differentiate ourselves in the market by bringing this unique perspective to our clients. So it's really a key uh, sort of aspect around, uh, you know, how do we differentiate our offer and how do we create new value for ourselves, uh, you know, amongst the competition by by doing this. So, and this has become the need of the moment, Rohit. Uh, you know, um, various, uh, various organizations are doing it. Uh, the competition is doing it. And, uh, it's not just because others are doing it. The fact is, how well do we do it? I think that's going to be the key thing. And so that, to me, was a very exciting reason why uh, you know why I came on board uh, at PwC to to bring this value uh, based on the experience I have. So so that's that's uh, you know um, the context around why PwC Rohit. But as I said, uh, PwC has been you know uh, they've been you know, pursuing this very aggressively for the past six years. And uh, some of the experience centers they have the world over are really fantastic. And, uh, you know, um, if you just uh, look at those online, you'll get a sense of what I'm saying. So that's the that's the journey at PwC, uh, Rohit. Uh, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but, but it's a work in progress. Uh, it's something new and uh, it has its challenges, but that's what design is all about, you know, working within a set of constraints and, and uh, delivering value. So I think that's what it is. Oh, absolutely. I think it sounds very, very exciting. And in fact, taking a cue from what you were saying, design thinking has been around, uh, in fact, since since if, if, if I was to say uh, Stone Age and was practiced by our ancestors as well. But uh, I see that only recently design thinking has uh, evolved into a formal discipline. Uh, my question is why design thinking is the need of yeah. Rohit, you've asked a very, a very fantastic question, actually. And, uh, you know, this is a question that, um, you know, I'm sure you might have heard many times and I've heard it from various people, um, from designers as well as business folks. So a couple of things, Rohit, I'd like to say that, you know, design thinking as a process, I mean, what does it essentially do? It essentially looks at identifying the unique needs of the customer or consumer that you're trying to uh, address or that you're trying to position your service or product uh, you know towards or for now by you know unpacking these unique needs by the design process and the qualitative sort of processes that are there uh, the human centered lens um, one you know really creates a product that is uh, you know, aligned to uh, 
the consumer customer the way uh, to the consumer customer in the best possible way so that's what design thinking allows one to do it's led by empathy uh, which is really empathizing with your customers and consumers and then uh, you know creating a solution with that knowledge rather than creating something and then trying to slap it on to uh, you know uh, the, the people that you're designing it for now this is in an essence what design thinking is around right a very human centered approach now everybody knows this um ever since uh, the stanford d school uh, you know made this official with uh, you know the design thinking sort of um, um you know the val- the validation of design thinking in in business um uh, this has actually post 2004 uh, made its way to business schools all over the world and uh, it has become you know a part of everyday vocabulary for for most of us in the world of innovation and business right so now this has been a function as i said of what started at stanford uh, and was certified uh, and going a little bit back into why you know it emerged at stanford because you know the two people who actually uh, started this, this journey at stanford was one of the founders i mean the key founder of ideo um, mr david kelly and the founder of uh, sap um, and uh, so together they really saw the need for bringing the design thinking process to business and that's how it came into the world of business uh, through the d school in stanford but to your point rohit did this exist as a process well it always did because design thinking is is really at the heart of it it's about really understanding the needs of uh, you know of of the people you're trying to design for in a very very sharp way really understanding their unique needs and then designing a solution around it and uh, this is essentially a problem solving approach so people have done it in various ways you know uh, there's also enough written about jugaad in india and we do our own version of it uh, but i think the key sort of shifts happened in the you know in in america in the 60s where you had a, a couple of uh, product designers who began to look at the aspect of industrial design uh, as being separate from pure engineering and they began to look at how do you get closer to the needs of your uh, of the folks that you're designing for and uh, and how do you sort of look at the aspect of you know um, ergonomics the aspect of uh, functionality from you know an empathetic point of view that what is the functional benefits what are the emotional benefits that uh, a certain industrial design product sort of um, you know uh, what does it deliver to the customers or consumers it's being made for so i think in america in the 60s a group of industrial designers began to as i said uh, look at industrial and product design as separate from pure engineering and they began to look at this aspect as you know design science and one of the first people who really began to look at it in a in a you know as a focused domain was uh, you know buckminster fuller at mit and he's written a lot about what we could really today look at as you know the foundational thinking around uh, design thinking because he talked about the integrated approach around uh, cross disciplinary approach around design thinking uh, and also around you know how do you look at the aspect of what we call today circular design the aspect of the environment the aspect of uh, you know uh, uh, people the aspect of humanity in design so i think uh, you know short uh, well this is a long answer but i think just to kind of uh, close on this one um, rohit design thinking has always been there in different uh, forms and shapes uh, but it began to emerge as uh, as a discipline with some conscious thought uh with the emergence of some of the you know thought leadership that people like buckminster fuller and some of the industrial designers in america in uh, in the 60s began to sort of uh, push forward and then with 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 organizations with companies like ido it got further accelerated uh and and ido again was led by you know uh, david kelly and bill mogridge uh, who themselves were industrial designers so really the essence of design thinking methodology lies in uh, the industrial design process uh, and and that is now today um, you know cut across 
the domains of design to the domain of business to really look at how do you make something that is viable because it has to be business viable otherwise it's not going to work it's not going to succeed as a business venture so the viability aspect is key the feasibility you know can it be produced uh, with current technology or not the feasibility aspect is key and most important of all the starting point you know the desirability that's where the human centered aspect comes in so i think this is really what uh, most people identify design thinking with today but as i said the origins of it have really been uh, as this discipline has been in the 60s but humans have been practicing it in various ways as you said rohit from the stone age um, uh, onwards for example on a lighter note if you uh, if you look at the flintstones uh, you know cartoons i remember them when i was younger uh, you had uh, fred flintstone right he was in this car uh, and he would uh, it looked like a car but he would uh, his legs were popping out and he would sort of uh, use his legs to move the vehicle right so i mean uh, people have always done whatever is needed to improvise to innovate and so design thinking has always been there but i i would say the formal discipline the way we know it today has had its origins uh, uh, from you know the 60s Uh, in america and in the industrial designers practicing there and most of all some of the thought leadership by buckminster fuller at mit so so i i hope that sheds some light on uh, on the subject uh, hey do you know about the future of india the winning leap campaign by pwc their aim is finding solutions to some of india's most persistent problems in the field of agriculture productivity urbanization digital connectivity healthcare education and more it is driven by the belief that india can build shared prosperity for its 1.25 billion citizens by transforming the way economy creates value so tarun my next question is 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 you know the ability to empathize is recognized as a crucial soft skill that every designer requires however empathy needs more than intellectual understanding my question is what are the traits an empathetic observer should possess to gain a deeper understanding of the user so rohit this is uh, actually um it's a very important question you asked and uh, the answer to it is uh, is not um, something that i'm afraid uh, will provide a very easy way to uh, sort of um, check box the empathy, empathy quotient right now empathy as as a sort of um, to bring empathy in uh, as a designer in the process it requires a designer to to really be able to truly and this comes with practice to to put themselves as they say in the shoes of the customer or consumer you're designing for now that means a couple of things um now obviously we are working in you know in this remote uh, interaction environment but a large part of you know the empathy led research process uh, the empathy g- journey really begins with qualitative uh, research and that meant you know going to uh the homes of the various users or consumers or to into that context and being one with them and trying to see the world through their eyes and that means a number of things you got to be able to be relatable and that really begins with you got to think about how they see you do they see you as the other or they, do they see you as one of them uh, are you threatening are you not so the dimensions around an empathetic designer really begin with the the ability to relate to the customer that you're 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 talking to or going to be designing for as a first step that's one are you uh, you know are you able to be relatable to them that's the first thing and that takes a lot of practice um because you talk to various peoples across the economic spectrum right um and then the other aspect is you know how do you ask uh, questions or how do you look for you know uh, uh you know potential levers for for innovation or potential levers for new value creation with a very open mindset you know not to begin to sort of uh drive the people the users you're speaking with or interacting with towards certain predetermined uh, you know uh, 
areas that you would like to conclude on but to really have the confidence to enable open conversations because that leads you to really new areas for innovation so i think uh, it comes with practice rohit but i think the first really important part as i said the designer has to work on relatability how do you relate to the audience you're designing for and number 2 uh, you know to be open to be uh, open to listen to uh, you know what is being said uh, what is be open to what you can see what you can hear and then interpret that uh, and be be bold to uh, look at new new areas if it takes you there i think you need to start from a blank canvas uh, if needed so the ability to pivot if that's what you need to do has uh, has to be also a part of the confidence that the designer has to bring to the table so i think it's a couple of things rohit uh, and it really comes with practice but it is the single most important thing for a designer uh today to bring that to the table so i think that's very very important and it comes with practice rohit so uh tarun cultural competencies is the ability to understand communicate with and effectively interact with people across cultures how do you think can culture enhance uh technology like there's a lot of conversation around how technology enhances the culture side of it but we thought of twisting this around and asking you is how uh can culture enhance technology absolutely i think uh, rohit that is one of the most important things today uh, when i say today i mean in the current situation we are in uh with covid right uh where technology has become our uh you know uh, whether we like it or not it's uh become the core medium for existence for many uh it's what we are relying on but the fact is you know you can't technology is really an enabler um it is not going to create uh you know the culture or it's not going to create uh you know the the brand aspects that you would like people to experience um as uh, for example let's just say you know um you walk into uh, let's say a starbucks versus uh you know a, a coffee shop in a in a in a hotel so what what is the difference i think uh you may technology well you can order a coffee nowadays with covid you can order it uh through various apps uh just pick it up etc now technology wise you will have may possibly the same tools but then how do you make differentiate a starbucks from from a hotel uh experience right or uh, a very special uh, let's say uh unique uh, italian coffee experience if you're going to be using the same technology to just go there pick it up how do you leverage that difference how do you build that culture around uh, you know the the product uh, and so i think all of this this whole human aspect becomes very 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 important that how do you understand beyond the technology what is the human aspect you're bringing to the table and this becomes absolutely crucial to brands and i'm talking precisely around the current times we are in rohit because this is going to i believe lead to a lot of shifts as as a lot of people have said permanent shifts in a lot of places when you know the 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 markers of of brand as they were you know walking into a a big building walking into like taking the starbucks example walking into a starbucks shop uh coffee shop and sitting there in a particular way experiencing that furniture that's been designed in a particular way when you take away all of that you don't have those physical markers anymore um how do you still retain that experience how do you enable your customers or consumers to to experience that culture uh when you don't have the 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 crutches of physical touch points anymore you have technology but the technology is just a means in my view and one has to be very very careful today to you know not look at technology as the end all uh solution uh, for everything uh it can enable uh certain functions for sure but it's not going to be able to by itself uh you know help you retain the culture that makes you you or to create a new culture for you without you know some thoughtful intervention so i think um there are two different aspects in my mind rohit i think culture is a very human led uh, sort of uh, uh, domain and technology obviously is 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 uh, speaking the language of machines so i think 
uh, it's very very important to think through technology with a culture sort of uh, focus it's meaning on people it's um, it's uh, you know the human aspects of technology i think that's very very crucial in current times super so while speaking about culture and technology at avantika university uh, we are trying to build a culture around this philosophy called as designering where uh, we believe that the worlds of design as well as technology blend together the question that i have is where do you see design and technology blend in your field and your design process yeah this is a great question and it builds on exactly as you said rohit the previous question uh, you know design and uh, you know engineering um, design and and technology uh, you know products uh, uh, you know sort of shaping technology products or uh, making technology products is uh, is something that is absolutely the need of today as we design as we shape the future tomorrow this is uh, more than ever before this is something people are thinking of right now they are they working at it right now and this in my mind uh, you know um, just as 5 years ago rohit uh, design and business was a key mapping a key key area of growth that uh, that emerged and that designers and design leaders have been sort of uh working towards uh you know the relevance of business in design uh design thinking and design doing i think today uh bringing to- together the worlds of uh you know um of design and in engineering as we engineer new solutions for the future uh that is already at our doorstep i think becomes absolutely critical and uh, and i think the word design designering i think uh, it uh, it is very interesting rohit because you know it reminds me of uh, imagineering uh, as a term that walt disney sort of uh, used back in you know the 80s to really look at how do you combine imagination and and engineering and while most people attributed to walt disney uh, this term was actually as old as the 1940s right uh, I, i think it was the aluminum corporation of america that uh, that really was the first to use this this term imagineering to really bring blending to bring together as they called it the blending of imagination and engineering and if i look at what you're saying about designering i think to me it is precisely another version of of that which is very relevant to current times because uh, you know design uh, by itself um, not translating to a technology uh, product uh, in in a in an optimal way is not enough i think designers today need to think about that that perfect sort of fit between creating uh, you know design uh, uh, design uh, sort of uh, levers design options design opportunities and sort of locking that in very well with with the engineering aspect so it's a new domain but i think is very very relevant and it's a domain of the future in my view rohit that's my thoughts on that rohit yeah thank you so much for that tarun i think uh, uh, that was a great thought in which you express how do you blend uh, both these different domains uh, tarun it was exciting speaking to you there's so much more that we wish to ask you but unfortunately you'd uh, want to uh, fit this into our our conversation of the show uh, that we run but i'm sure that our listeners can reach out to you uh on your linkedin and couple of other social media handles to connect with you and no more uh thank you so much for inspiring our listeners uh from your journey absolutely rohit it's been my pleasure and i think one of the questions you asked me rohit and i'd like to close with that and i think this is good for whoever's listening and you know young designers and you'd asked me uh, you know in uh, in one of our conversations around some of my favorite uh, books right and i'll just name four that i think every designer might find some value in it uh, you know there's obviously one which is creative confidence written by david kelly and tom kelly from ido where they really look at uh, you know a world where actually everyone is creative in their own way so how do we sort of uh, 
unpack that for people how do we uh, let people sort of uh, become bring their create best of their creative confidence to the table irrespective of the domains that they work in so that's a great book for uh, from the design perspective from the entrepreneurship perspective one of my favorite books has been shoe dog uh, the memoir by uh, phil knight who started nike in my mind is one of the first uh, startups uh, uh, you know uh, in in the model of the you know current times uh, when he started nike and his journey is fabulous so i think that's a great read uh, there's obviously steve jobs uh, biography by walter isaacson on you know how do you reimagine a product from multiple ways and how do you focus on details and not let go i think that's very inspiring but something that i think every designer uh, needs to really have as i said earlier uh, uh, rohit is the aspect of passion and commitment and 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 no book captures it better for me than you know uh, the moto gp rider valentino rossi's uh, uh, autobiography called what if i had never tried it so i think the whole thing around how do you remain passionate every day about what you do uh, as you unpack new domains as you look at the new emerging domain of designering and uh, you know how design changes and how design is going to change i think that's absolutely critical and for me the title of this book is really sums uh, uh, sums the learning mindset i like to you know bring to my uh, bring to the table every day which is you know whenever something comes up i always think about it from the perspective of what if i had never tried it so i think that's the kind of attitude i believe can help uh, one always retain a learning mindset and explore new uh, new dimensions and and there there thereby bring something absolutely unexpected to the table and i think that's what i had to share rohit and i think uh, these could be some interesting things to inspire folks so thanks so much for this wow tarun thank you so much i don't think we could have ended our show at a positive note um, uh, you know better than this one thank you so much my pleasure thanks so much Hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show do tune in our channel next week on wednesday for a new story on hub hopper or wherever you get your podcast from follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter